0: Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everybody to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And finally, we're back after that long holiday break there. No Tuesday episode this week, but I'm not sure if anybody would have been listening to Fantasy Football Podcast on 4th of July anyway. So, hope you didn't miss us too much, but we're back. Today with our Breakout Players episode, I know we've gone over Breakout Players probably a lot, but we haven't actually had an actual list of players to go off of yet. We each have come up with five. Our players who we just kind of think is, are going to make a big leap this year. That's pretty much the only parameters we have, just players that are going to make a big leap from their you know, stats last year to this year. But before we get into that, make sure you guys check us out on Twitter at The FF Profit. Check out our Instagram, Fantasy Football Profit. Go to the website, it's FantasyFootballProfit.com. And before we get going, Jeff, I have something, the second installment now of Today's Stat, my segment called Today's Stat. I
1: know. Really
0: <laughs> cool title, right? I mean, I could have gone with stat of the day, but I hear that like on every other radio show, podcast. And it has nothing to do with a breakout player, I guess. It kind of does, but... It's Antonio Brown. And I know, why am I talking about Antonio Brown? I just want to list off Antonio Brown's first three seasons in the NFL. Okay. And as we get through my breakout players, it'll make a lot more sense here. In Antonio Brown's very first season in the NFL, 16 catches, 167 yards, and zero touchdowns. So, non-factor. Second year, he actually kind of broke out a little bit, you can say. He got up to 69 catches. 1,100 yards and two touchdowns. So, it's still, he broke out slightly, but it's not elite at all. 1,100 yards is kind of there, but two touchdowns and only 60-some catches? True. His third year, 66 catches, 787, and five touchdowns. So, you think of Antonio Brown as being this, just what, the best receiver by far in the league, and he keeps doing it every year? I mean, it wasn't until year four when he finally completely broke out. And the reason I say that is because I have eh, two players on my list that are year four receivers. So yeah,
1: I'm, it's going to be maybe the Antonio Brown leap. I'm, so. a, I'm a big fan of that, that, uh, <laughs> that yeah. thinking. I mean, yeah. you know, same thing with Elshon and, and these big yep. wide receivers. Tight ends are even more so. Usually they need another year on top of that to break out. Yep. Um, running backs, they can definitely do it uh, right out the gate. But... I get where you're going with that. Yeah, and
0: we I, mean, I think we've said this a million times how, like, the Odell Beckham, Mike Evans, Jarvis Landry is in that. and Everybody who was in that year, they it completely skewed everyone's thoughts on what rookie receivers and young receivers actually can do. Yeah, we were spoiled with that draft so, class. this is more what they're going to be like. And the two players I have on my list have very, very similar stats to those second and third years of Brown. So, we'll go over that in a minute. So, Jeff, we'll just get started here. Number five. Who is your number five Breakout player. We'll see. Number five. If I'm the same guy.
1: Breakout player. I have a feeling he might be on yours as well. But I went wide receiver at number five, Devontae Parker. Okay. The man that plays for the Dolphins. Yep. Devontae Parker.
0: He did make my list, of course. I how could I make a breakout player list without Devontae Parker? And he was actually my number one. Oh man. So <laughs> I feel like, like I ruined that one, one for you. Early. But he's actually a third year receiver, which is part of the third year fourth three receivers. Yeah. Those are what breaks out. And so Why do you? Uh, well, have number
1: I was just say I'll, I'll I'll keep mine short then, and then we'll let you <laughs> me or you tell me why he's number one on your list. But um, I, I agree with you. Um, it is his third year. He's got the size speed combo that you like to see. Um, you know it tends to be that we I mentioned Elshon just right before that. Uh, these large wide receivers, um, you know they have uh, the ability to touch catch touchdowns more often. He went from three to four touchdowns. I assume that's going to go up another notch. He made a big leap from year one to two in yardage um, and in receptions. He's trending up 744 yards uh, the second year. The only thing really that I can knock him, um, that the reason why he's number five and not a little bit higher on my list, is he's still the number three wide receiver. It doesn't mean he'll get wide receiver three yeah. production. And also I'm not a huge fan of Tannehill and what they got going in that passing offense necessarily. Jarvis Landry, amazing. Devontae Parker has a ton of upside, um, but I'm still weary of the offense. Yeah, so. it's just I see him. I see that the yards and the catches
0: just increasing. He went from 26 to 56 in catches from one to year one to two, about 500 yards to 744. Touchdowns went to three to four, not much of a difference. But his catch percentage went from 52% to 64% from that year. That's a pretty good leap Spend right job. there. Shows maybe, you know, maybe he's on the same page with Tannehill. Maybe, you know, starting to learn a little better. And I guess I can't believe I'm buying into this offseason coach speak crap, which I try to preach to people not to. And it's, But the, what I'm hearing about Parker is he's finally, like, understood what it means to be a pro kind of a thing. Actually, I don't know, just a little. He's eating right. He's training right. Whatever. You know, yeah, you hear this stuff. You don't usually believe it all. But because he's my guy that I'm targeting and I want him to <laughs> I think he's going to break <laughs> out. I believe it all. But he was the 14th pick in the draft 2015. You don't get picked – in the top 15 of NFL draft, especially a wide receiver, unless you are extremely talented. So the talents there, it's just, does he get his head on right? Can he play within the offense? Yeah, and you said Tannehill. Not, we're not terribly impressed with Tannehill, but I think he's good enough for what they have. They have a great running back. They have Landry, who's going to take up, you know, a lot of attention. Stills, who's going to go deep and take up attention. I just really feel like this is the year for Parker to break out. And it just I'm riding on this one. He's just my number one guy. And I really think he's going to end up as a top twenty wide receiver by the end of this season. That's Ooh. kind of what I'm going for. I don't like to make those kind of predictions, but I, I just I feel right. that
1: kind of you know trajectory for him. One of the things I do like because um, he is number three, but at the same time, Kenny Stills, um, good wide receiver. I, I wouldn't necessarily call him you know a breakout star or anything like that. I mean, last year with the with Miami, he only had 42 catches as wide receiver too. And 726 yards. So Devontae Parker, even being wide receiver three had or, already matched him. Um, so, and I, I think you kind of see that still tries to stretch the field. Uh, Jarvis Landry is just anywhere <laughs> open so he can catch it because it's just a, a monster target machine. And then I think Devontae Parker could find that role where he can do both. And I think his receptions will. They'll be in between. He's not mm-hmm. going to be Jarvis Landry. It's just not going to happen. But his TDs could blow up. Well, that's the thing. Jarvis Landry's not a touchdown guy. And Stills is going to get a couple of deep ones, but he's not a red zone target. No. Maybe he did, he did catch nine touchdowns last year, but he only had forty or forty-two receptions. Yeah. So what is that? I mean, he's it, he's purely down the sideline. Like just run him as fast as you can. And I think that's peak. That's his peak season. I really think he got a decent contract. I've never. I mean,
0: he's always been okay, but it never. I don't know. I just yeah. don't think that much of him, I guess. I guess I'm saying. Yeah, I mean,
1: it shows he's a one-trick pony,
0: right? Do you, do you think Julius Thomas is going to take away too much? I don't think he's going to take away that much. I just I no. think he's done. I don't really think he's – I mean, there's some hope for Julius Thomas, but if I really was betting on it, I'd say he's he's kind of done. You know, he's he,
1: he yeah, he'll be out ser- in Jacksonville. I, yeah, kinda, I think he'll be serviceable yep. in this Dolphins offense. But I don't th- – He's not going to you know, take People get really hyped over him. Well, the thing is, if Parker is that elite talent and he's that good –
0: He's going to overtake everybody away. It's not mm-hmm. going to matter. His talent's going to shine, and that's if it's not there, it's not there. But I, I believe it's there. And third year, like this is the time those kind of receivers really start to break out. So that's why he's my number one. All right, so I might as well get to my number five. Then. Get to your number five. Man. My number five is Austin Hooper. Another oh, guy I've yeah. kind of been targeting a little right. bit. I like that pick. It's hard to really go off his stats last year and really make a case for it. But he's a rookie tight end. He had 19 catches. That's it. 271 yards. He only started three games. He really wasn't the guy. Mm-hmm. I just, it was because it's kind of based off just watching him play. Watched him in the playoffs. Just, I don't know, was impressed kind of with what he was doing. And that offense is so good. That's kind of, that's more what it is. It's the opportunity on one of the best offenses in the league. So it's, it's not going to be a huge spiel on Austin Hooper and the numbers to back it up. It's more of opportunity, a player who looked like he can play. And, you and know, in the work he
1: had. Real big body. You know,
0: it just, he looked good when, you know, the playoffs was refined. He really got to watch the Falcons. Mm-hmm. And I got impressed with Freeman. And Hooper was another guy that kind of stood out to me. So, that and he was a he was a third-round pick
1: in last year's draft. Tight it's ends in the third round. Like, that's, you know, yeah. and that's and pretty decently high. I really like that. I'm I'm going to throw a little shady away, though, because I did look at Hooper. And the only thing, now there's a couple things that I worry about here. Number one, he's an amazing blocking tight end right out of the gate. And it seems like they either yeah. use it for blocking or, or receiving nowadays. Yep. So I think that kind of limits it. Plus, the great offense could help a lot of players. But on that one, it's almost yeah. overly good where you have <laughs> so many other people that can catch the ball That's and true. score. That's true. So I'm, I'm, I was hesitant even though he, he looks the part. Yeah, um, but but I did. But, I, I saw the same thing. I was like, he doesn't really <laughs> have stats to back him up, and I just shot away because well, I was like, that's it's too
0: early. It's kind of when we did our tight end ranks. He came in, I think, about twentieth on mine right now. So I'm not, I'm not confident enough to move him mm-hmm. up my ranks and put him against people who I think are more secure in their spots. Right. I just feel like he has that potential. If there's a yeah. player down there that has the potential to do it, he's the guy.
1: I give you this though; he's much more of a sleeper than the next four guys I have. So, <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, that's all for Hooper. There's not really much to go off of. We
1: don't need to spend a lot of time on him. So you're number four. All right, number four, this is not going to be to anyone's surprise if you've ever listened to the podcast before. But uh, once again, hyping my man Hunter Henry. Uh, tight end at number four. He's with the Chargers. He looked incredibly good last year um, for only playing, I don't know, a small, yeah. not small, but you know less than 50% of the snaps. Gates was still there. He's a big body, 6'5", 250. Um, Rivers loves to throw the tight end. I really don't have to spew too much more about it. But last year alone, 36 receptions for 478 yards and eight touchdowns. So, yeah, that eight touchdowns is a lot for a rookie, especially he would have one catch for one touchdown. So people may you know say, hey, that's going to regress. But he's going to get a lot more playing time. Gates is going to go down in playing time. Um, I assume, or either that, or they're just going to have more drawn up for him because they see the athleticism. And I think not only will he be a double-digit t- touchdown guy, but I think those yards will at least climb to 700. At least that's what I see. And I think I think the sky's the limit for this guy. If it was his like 30 or something, especially. And I, I think he goes against the mold of tight ends that take longer to develop. Besides, for being especially talented. He just happened to fall into the best case scenario for him, where he got to play behind Gates. He gets to play with Rivers in an offense that's kind of already built for that. So he gets yeah. to come in and not have to prove himself necessarily, just plug and play. So
0: yeah, and I I didn't even put him on my list, or honestly, I didn't even like for some reason consider him. But it's I should have. It's just weird because I feel like we've talked about him and we know about him so much that it feels like he already broke out, but he didn't. He didn't. No, he didn't. I I feel like I overhype
1: him at times, but I really am not. We talk
0: about him a lot and we know the talent's there. It's just like, but no, he actually, he had some touchdowns, but there was nothing else there. It was completely touchdowns. So, yeah, there's all the room in the world for him to break out. But, I mean, yeah, I didn't even consider him, like, not even slightly. Like, (laughs) honestly, his name never crossed my mind. Now I'm looking, oh, yeah, of course. Like, he really is that guy who could could break out there. I, I think he will. He's, I mean, he's a top ten guy for both of us. So, I think he's going to be there. All right, my number four is Marquise Lee, wide receiver, Jacksonville Jaguars. So,
1: all right, all Touch you right. off guard. It feels like it's uh, like you're not even thinking. Really, about Really, I, I was expecting another guy on my list, but no. I, I'm interested okay. to hear this one. And this all is right.
0: this is Marquise Lee, and as I, he's a fourth year receiver. Remember my Antonio Brown spiel? There. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, I think he's kind of overtaken Hearns as the number two there for sure. He's. He he's better than Hearns and he's t- overtaken Hearns. Basically, his rookie year he actually did okay for rookie receiver: thirty-seven catches for just over four hundred yards, decent, only a touchdown. Then he got hurt his second year, so the numbers don't look good. He dropped down to fifteen catches, one hundred ninety yards. He did nothing. It's last year he kind of quietly came back and had sixty-three catches for eight hundred and fifty-one yards and three touchdowns. Which, if you remember, all those Antonio Brown stats, Brown was in the sixty range. You know, he had about. That third year he had sixty-six catches for seven eighty-seven. I really think Marquise Lee is gonna break out there too. I like the the catch percentage. I like looking at that. It jumped from forty-six to sixty in those from year two to year three. And he's completely to me. He's the number two there now. Hearn's is no factor whatsoever. I really feel like that offense is overall gonna be better with Fournette now. It's just gonna. And we're not. I think both of us aren't completely down on Bortles, like some are. I, I think we we thought he should get
1: another sh- chance. Yeah, so. I'm, I, yeah. Some people I'm not are not like, him I'm not away. thinking he's like this top ten quarterback, but I think he's there's something there could be something there. Yeah, especially good enough to supply the balls to you know well, three of these wide receivers. And you remember two years ago when they had all
0: those numbers, Hearn's had a pretty good season. He did. And I think Lee is that guy now. And I mean, it doesn't even feel like well, when I actually looked at his actual stats, it doesn't even feel like he was very quiet for 60 catches at 850 yards, like. That was a very quiet sixty for eight
1: fifty. Yeah, I'm I'm right? actually really really surprised. This guy completely flew under my radar. I'm telling you, like the numbers it's, are. It's, it's such a jumble. Year one. two,
0: year two is the, the injury year that really hurt him. Because year one, as a rookie receiver, that's fine. Like that was not bad. And think about it, he only actually started six games. You know, starts are not a great stat in NFL. It just means he wasn't there the very first play. Who knows what they went. Right. But he kind of became. I think that number two as the year went on. And I don't think, I've never really been impressed with Hearns. And this guy, Lee was a second-round pick. Again, we look back, he's a, he's he a second-round pick. And I remember in college, he yep. went to
1: USC, right? Yep. Yep. He was incredibly highly recruited. He was supposed to be... Pretty much the next big thing for a little while. Um, and I think it was an injury in college too that derailed him and he's still drafted that, in the that, second round. That's
0: the worry could be injuries
1: here. Yeah, but I he's mean he's a free player in a draft. He's yeah. nothing. He's I mean, a nothing. And back. I don't I'm not uh, I wasn't bringing up the injury yeah. because of that. No, but the talent has always been there. And no even more interesting now that I look into it now that you mentioned him. Uh Alan Robinson, obviously number one. Everyone has him very, very highly ranked. Yep. Uh obviously everyone was judging him off of the 2015 season when he had 80 receptions for 1,400 years, yeah. yards and 14 touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. Massive by anyone, you yeah. know, any stretch of the imagination. The next year, 2016, when Lee was healthy, yep. uh, Allen Robinson regressed only by seven receptions, so 73 yep. receptions, but dropped to 883 yards and only six touchdowns. Yeah. So th- my question is to you, could Lee being healthy actually have a large part in – Robinson's downfall.
0: I think he could. I, I mean,
1: I was think, it was it a quiet factor? It, I think it really was
0: in a way because they had that extra – they had another guy to throw the ball to no one even talked about. Like, it wasn't just Robinson-Hearns. It was Robinson-Hearns and Lee. And I think no one really thought about that. No one – was. I mean, I didn't even talk about I mean, I, did we ever bring up Marquis Lee in our podcast one time last season? I'm pretty
1: sure not. I doubt we ever talked about that guy. No, and, they were hard to predict too because there was three of them and Allen Robinson wasn't even getting – his share of being a wide receiver won, so I think everyone kind of slept on the rest. Um, and, you know, Alan Hearns was a surprising one, yeah. but, I mean, God, 2015 when Allen Robinson went off, yeah. he had 1,000 yards and 10 TDs. Yeah. So, obviously, touchdowns in general being thrown in that team yeah. definitely went down. Well, and but, Robinson only had 10 more catches than Lee last
0: year, right? Was Robinson at 73 last year? That's the catches? Yeah. Only 10 more. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just... He has a good potential. He could break. He's that, it's a, you look for those guys that had those kind of Antonio Brown-like stats in year three or
1: year two or three. Those are the guys I think could jump. And I do really like the prediction. The only thing that worries me a bit, and I don't know what this you can attribute this to, and I realize this is probably why everyone has pitchforks out for Bortles, but he went from 35 touchdowns and 18 interceptions to 23 touchdowns yeah. and 16 interceptions. So the touchdowns yeah, dropped easy. by 12, and that killed Robinson, obviously. But yeah. it also hurt everyone else. And Lee still put up pretty yeah. decent numbers. So if yeah. those touchdowns get back up there a bit, and he can get up to, say, six, which is very, very doable for a wide receiver too, and probably get to 1,000 yards mm-hmm. instead, he is he's a dollar guy that and he's, he can he's, have. He is
0: 71st-ranked wide receiver right now. So that's, a, that's a very good one. For, that's an interesting one. Yeah, it's just... He's the guy you spend nothing on. Yeah, and throw him on your team and just say, maybe he's going to get a lot more targets, but only 10 less catches than Robinson. So that's just, I thought that was interesting. So, at the very least.
1: Who's your number three? What do we number got? three is a running back. And this one has a, a guy that battled injury last year, and that is Amira Abdullah. So, I like that. I didn't yeah. think about a dual it for some reason. Again, again,
0: I'm not thinking about these guys. I don't know
1: why. So another guy, like his, his rookie season, um, he played a full season. He had 600 yards rushing with two TDs. He's a smaller back, and 25 receptions for about 200 yards and another TD to throw on top of that. As a rookie, um, the next year he was supposed to kind of take over, um, be the lead back a little more. Immediately got hurt, um, so he really doesn't have any stats. But now he's back. Uh, the guy is incredibly shifty, um, very, very quick, and he is, I I think just without a doubt, the most talented back they have on that team. By far, by far. And he can catch the ball. Um, I I think he's going to be used heavily, uh, third down definitely. I think he's going to get the majority of the work. And if, you know, heaven forbid, he finds his way into the end zone more than I think, this guy is going to have a monster year and be a top. I mean, he could easily be a top 15 back, and he's being ranked right now. As if, you know, he's barely on your roster. Yeah, and you could get a guy in the, what,
0: he's 20-something probably right now. I don't know exactly, but he's probably in the 20s, late 20s, probably as a wide receiver rank. What, 26 it looks like. About twenty sixth. That's, I mean, that's a way down there. For a guy who, you don't get players down at that level who could actually just be the legitimate starter. Actual guy who's going to get all the work. I think people are still worried, like, Theo Riddick's gonna get all these catches and stuff, but I think the real reason Theo Riddick got so many catches last year is because Abdullah wasn't there. I think Abdullah's is that guy. It, I mean, yeah, Riddick's still gonna get some, but Abdul is not gonna. He's not. He's gonna go to the bench on third down every time if he's playing. He's talented. I remember that rookie season, that preseason,
1: how good he looked. I think that's the player there could be. I did too. So. And I'm, I was laughing. and We're looking at uh, at one of the list fantasy pros. Um, just really quickly, and you know, in the last little bit, he's actually jumped up five positions. So maybe he won't be a sleeper by the time we hit that, that yeah. season. But um, uh, he definitely will be a breakout candidate. So that's why he's number three for me. Um, I, I love what I'm seeing right now, and, and the opportunity will definitely be there. Yeah, I, I like it. He's a guy kind of
0: I'm targeting because it's. I feel like he's one of those running backs you can get for relatively cheap. Yeah. And if he doesn't work, if he gets hurt, you not. At a loss, but if he works out, it's a huge, huge benefit to your team. You got a, another starting running back as your white, running back three at the at the worst. Like he could be your fourth. So yeah. All right, my number three player. I don't think you're going to like this guy. We've talked about him before, and you didn't you didn't agree with me, John Brown.
1: Okay. Okay. And here's that's a sleeper. I don't mind. Here we him. go. He
0: four, fourth year guy. Okay. So or another, another player. Another, another another fourth year guy. So remembering the Antonio Brown stats again the 60 some catches what second year he had 11 what 60 63 catches i don't remember exactly i have him up yeah he had 69 catches 1100 yards his second year that was antonio brown and john brown remember he was hyped up last year it was the reason i think it didn't have injuries derailed him because year two he had 65 catches for 1003 yards and seven touchdowns that was a great season in a year two wide receiver he was on that pace to break out to be a one of those guys that jumps up there. Last year, injuries derailed him. So he only had 39 catches for 500 yards. That's where the problem is. He was on that path from went from 48 catches to 65 year one to two, from 696 to a thousand, five touchdowns to seven touchdowns. His catch percentage went from 47 to 64 from year one to two. He was jumping up there, and then injuries, just whatever happened. There was you know we don't I don't even remember everything. everything hamstring that all that stuff. I, I think that that was the downfall of John Brown last year. It wasn't anything to do with anything else. It was just injuries, injuries, injuries. I think people have kind of forgotten about him because of it. He was on a pace to really start jumping up there. When you really look at year one and year two, he was on that path to jump up and become a really top
1: player. I so, mean, yeah, year two, the fact that he hit 1,000 yards and he had seven TDs alone. That's very similar to Antonio Brown year two. It, it, yeah, it, I it mean, really is. I mean, once you start hitting 1,000 yards as a wide receiver – I mean, you've already kind of. I mean, really, those numbers alone are enough to say, hey, it's almost a more of a bounce back player. I mean, it that is, is in is, a way. It's. Yeah. it's just, I feel like he didn't quite break
0: out yet. The sixty-five catches mean. Right. I think he could improve there, so I think he really it, could jump yeah. up to like the eighties and the twelve hundred. I'm not like I really think he has that potential, you know, like, and on an, on an aging wide receiving core, it's he's going to have the
1: opportunity. I don't feel like J.J. Nelson and. Whoever oh. else
0: is there actually is anywhere near John no. Brown.
1: And Larry Fitzgerald, like you had talked about before, I still love the guy, but he has become a, a glorified tight end. He is. He possession
0: wide receiver. And David Johnson can't catch all the passes. So. Exactly. <laughs> some, but I really think John Brown has, if you're looking down a list, he has a lot of potential to break out. Like Devontae Parker I said. Like Brown and Parker, I think, have a lot more potential to become star players than maybe Marquise Lee. I like Marquise Lee, but... I think Brown and Parker have much more star potential. I, I would agree with that. it, you yeah. know, I think Lee has potential to jump in. His stealing is probably like a wide receiver, too. Parker's a wide receiver, one. And John Brown, we just don't know. So
1: Yeah, he, that's an interesting one, though. If we, we, we would have
0: been sitting here after Antonio Brown's third year, we would not have said, we said he could have been a breakout guy for us. We wouldn't have known how good he yeah. could have been. So that's just looking at a player again. These are guys that aren't going to cost you much. So they have that potential. Yeah, so, I like
1: I like that one for break one. I always... He's he's a hard one for me to fully fully get behind, but I, I mean I really that, think it's the that that sophomore season was right? crazy. When you good. look at the and, and that was when Fitzgerald was even obviously two years younger, and that's you know and yep. uh, they still had Floyd, yep. So yeah yeah I, I like it. All right, where are we at? Number your number two number two. So my number two uh, is a wide receiver. Um, this guy was also derailed by injuries, and this one is Dante Moncrief. All right. So Dante Moncrief, um, once again, it's going to be his fourth season. <laughs> might See, just, that, I might as well just – I'm, I, I'm going to piggyback. Honestly, third and fourth year receivers are prime for breakouts. Yeah.
0: That's, and that's where it is. Yeah. It's, I'm
1: you. And, and once again, and nothing against speedsters, but if you do have a little bit of size, it always helps in the NFL, I feel. Um, 6'2", 220. He's, he's a very well-built wide receiver that's being thrown the ball by luck. So, he's already in a good position. Um, and this is what I love about him, too. So, first year, um, and yeah, this one completely follows your the, the theory that you're going with right now. Yep. But very first year, 32 receptions for 450 yards, almost three TDs, right? This is rookie season, and at that point, he was still behind uh, Reggie Wayne. Yep. Um, Wayne was still on the, the team. Uh, 2015. Full season again, 64 receptions, so he jumps up by almost 30, 730 yards, and six touchdowns. Uh, Right there, that's awesome. And that was when they went out and got Andre Johnson. So even though he was kind of a bust there, technically he was the number two, and Dante Dante was the the number three. Um, And then obviously 2016, where he was kind of a bust because everyone thought he was going to break out a little bit more. He only played nine games. Uh, 300 yards, but he did have seven touchdowns. And the thing I like about this, he played nine games. He started in seven. And once again, I don't know what that means exactly.
0: Yeah, it's a weird stat.
1: if you look at it, almost, and he only had one touchdown game, but every single game he started, he had a touchdown. And yes, that is not going to continue. You can almost bet on that. But at the same time, it just shows he's already made a role for himself in the red zone. So now if he can go off, get healthy, which it sounds like he is because his shoulder was all sorts of busted up, he can get those yards on top of that. You already saw him do 730 when he was technically wide receiver three. He'll be wide receiver two. I, and this is why I have him higher on my I, on my list than a lot of people do. I just see the, uh, the ability is already there. The opportunity It's just can he stay healthy? And if he does, I think he's a perfect candidate for a big jump up and a breakout. Yeah, you're higher than I am on him i don't know mm-hmm. why i'm not like i'm down on him i think he's a
0: good player just i don't know i'm just kind of i i guess it is there i guess he if if that offense takes off and luck's healthy i mean who it is going to be Moncrief's numbers have to jump up
1: they yeah. just they have to is, i feel like he there's only so many yeah, he, catches if, you can hilton's, have. hiltons
0: aren't increasing it has to go somewhere and yeah. i don't think it's philip dorsett
1: yeah, he has right? been kind of a bust. Third year, he's, another yeah, third year. Been hurt. He's I, more of a speedster. That's fine. And their their tight end isn't him. isn't do- built for bulk. Doyle's
0: do- 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 fine. He's just yeah, he's he, fine. But he's, he's going to be a gonna, sixty catch guy with eight hundred yards maybe. Some yeah, touchdowns. maybe
1: he, he's not going to he's not going to steal a ton from no. the wide receivers. And I just feel like that offense is too good. Like it lucks too good if yeah. he's healthy. If that, they can keep they him upright, that's the to. only thing I do. That's the that's the He's Not throwing yet. It's almost I worry about luck, health more than I worry about mind groups. Yep. True, yeah. I mean, that is the bigger deal with that team. If it down, you're kind of – Because if is throwing (laughs) – Whatever. (laughs) Then don't listen to my my advice. All right.
0: My number two player, player—it's actually the last player on my list because I already went over Parker, my number one. My number two breakout guy is Mike Gillisley. Okay. He was was on my honorable mention. And I don't – there's not a lot of stats to go over for him because he really hasn't been a – he hasn't been a starter. But he had a bunch of touchdowns last year. Mm -hmm. He's had 154 career carries – with a 5.6 yards per carry, over his 154 carries, and, and that's all good. That stuff's great. It'd look good on any other team, but he's with New England, and if he becomes their guy, if he's the blunt guy from last year, it's gonna be, it's gonna be great. He's gonna be a wide or running back too, without a doubt, and he'll be way up there. And I think he's gonna have that potential to break out. I think they're gonna. I think he's gonna get the opportunity to. People always, you never know which New England running back to play or something, but I still think he is the he's the goal line guy. He's their main. Back, he's better than Blunt. The reason they were so much like that, Blunt wasn't like Blunt was a goal line guy and he was okay, but he Gillisley's better right now than the Blunt is, yeah. in my mind. And he looked really good for Buffalo last year, so I'm going with Gillisley. I mean, that 5.6 yards per carry. That's I don't always take yards per carry into a, you know into equation all the time if it's low because there could be a lot of factors why it's low, but when it's high and it's that high, why you know. That's a pretty good number. And last year, 101 k- rushes, 5.77, 5.7 yards per carry, eight touchdowns, as a backup. And McCoy only really missed what one game, maybe a game and a half,
1: and he still was able to put up those kind of numbers. That's impressive. Yeah, I mean, it was monster numbers. And the thing, the only reason he was he was like number six on my list. The only reason I didn't put him up there is because of this. What you just already talked about, the New England offense. The one thing that could derail him, besides for that, is fumbles. And he didn't have one lost fumble last year, so really, mm-hmm. if anything, it's just going to be depending how they use because they have so many running backs. It's, yeah, if they use him, like I think they're going to use him, mm-hmm. if he actually becomes, I, I the worry majority about. Lead I kind of worry about Dion Lewis just looming back there. <laughs> James White, Rex Burkhead, yeah, it's they're all there, and you know, and Gillislee will not be the third down back. That's just you know, no, I mean, that's, that's going to be James White. That's not going to happen, and
0: but. I the only worry I have with him, because I still think he's going to be a breakout, especially from where he's been. Obviously, he yeah, without doubt. I start to worry that his number, his rank, is going to increase a little too much because mm-hmm. there's we're not the only ones who think this. No, there are people out there, and in your league, you might have a guy who really there might be a Patriots fan.
1: For some reason, there's Patriots fans in the leagues mm-hmm.
0: that aren't from New England anymore. But yeah.
1: but it's, it's true. true. So, I mean, he's very good around the goal line, and you saw Blunt pretty much his whole last year was just. A, a revolved around I his not, tight ends. I, you know,
0: I don't think Blunt's a very good running back, and he was able to do that last year. Mm-hmm. Actually, I had him up in my ranks. Blunt, he's he's plummeted. I'm done with Blunt. I don't think <laughs> I don't he's that good. Say I'm done with the play. I don't think he's that good. <laughs> but okay, not done. If I got him for a couple bucks, I'll take it. Right. That, but, but that's Gillis. Gillis he's my number two, and I just there's a lot of good potential there to jump up. And that 5.6 yards per carry over three seasons, still 150
1: carries. That's enough. That's enough carries to get a good idea of what a guy is. Yeah, and he has so, the opportunity. He could have easily made my yeah, list. No. I have obviously that that's a a great pick for a breakout. But
0: yeah, and I guess it is maybe skewed sometimes because those change of pace guys come in and they can get it's it's yeah, different. But still, five point seven. I don't, still, yeah, I don't is, think it's necessarily
1: a fluke. I mean, that's first of all, he had hundred carries. It wasn't like yeah. a small Last sample yeah, size. Yeah, so it's I think that's a pretty good. Number. But yeah, I mean, do I think he's gonna? Be over no. five yards again? No, nah, probably not. No, like, I mean, maybe maybe in the four you, range, probably. Yeah. But but even if enough. he was high fours, that would be really good. All right, last guy on the list tonight. all Who's right your number one? This is going to be no surprise once again, but uh, this is going to be Matavis Bryant. So the guy from Pittsburgh, hopefully he got his act together <laughs> completely, But uh, and we'll just go over. Once again, third-year guy. Can we? The only reason, and first year he only played ten games. Yep. Uh, the second year, eleven, because you a, know a
0: third year actual season with hopefully fourth year. He should. Be I a should fourth say year. technically four. So he's a third fourth year. He's the perfect.
1: He kid. is. Yeah, he's the, he's fourth. the perfect perfect guy <laughs> for us here. So just going over the numbers, he played ten games, only twenty six re- receptions, had five hundred fifty yards with eight touchdowns. The following year, eleven games played, fifty receptions, seven hundred sixty yards with six touchdowns. Yep. So, first of all, for only playing 10 and 11 games, those are already good numbers. Um, then he gets suspended for an entire season. But he comes back, and now he's coming back in a better position somehow. So he's actually going to be the wide receiver, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Sammy Coase is no longer there. Uh, he's going to easily overtake Eli Rogers and, and the rest of the you know, company they have. Antonio Brown's on the other side of him. There's no way you can double-team him. Uh, they love to throw. Uh, I mean, he's just in the perfect position to succeed. And once again, he's also big and fast, 6'4", and he's blazing speed. So, huge touchdown guy. I This guy is my number one because I have no idea where the ceiling is for him. He's a, If he can stay healthy, if he can stay out of trouble, yep. and if he finds a rapport with Roethlisberger like Antonio Brown has, this guy could be a top 10 wide receiver. Like, there's enough he to go around yeah, where could, Antonio yeah. Brown and him could definitely both be top ten guys. And that's scary, and that's that's crazy to say for a, a guy that didn't play last year. but It's
0: not unheard of to have two top ten guys. Cooks and Thomas exactly. and Jordy and Adams
1: were both up there. Yeah, Cooper close. and Crabtree really there's, close. There's
0: plenty of those situations, even before, years ago, like Roddy White and Julio Jones at a time yep. when they first started out. I mean,
1: it's not unheard of at all. Like, yeah, it's... And, that's Very, why this guy, I really do want to try to get him in every single league because I think he's undervalued for good reason. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's, I mean he, he's definitely marks. had a ton of question marks, but the guy's talent is
0: undeniable. I really don't think people should be worried about a suspension. If they do, the guy's a no. complete moron. But I, I just don't see that. I don't worry about that yeah, at I, all. Uh, if know, he does, shoot.
1: That's yeah. Take a whatever. take a lesson from Josh Gordon and just you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, it's a, that's a good one. Stay in the league. I, I
0: didn't actually put him on unless I I figured you would, so I, yeah. I decided to leave him off. He would be he's he's definitely probably
1: I I was gonna say the same know. thing with Gillisley. I kinda laughed and I was hee hawing about who I was gonna put on here I was like ah crackable. We'll <laughs> I was like he'll be even number six. But alright, that's it for the breakout players. So any honorable mentions? Other than um, just some I random did, guys. Yeah, I did have two other tight ends as I was going through. <laughs> Definitely not punches, but okay. Th- third year, man. Definitely. That's true. He's a but. wide receiver, but all right. But, <laughs> okay, um, that's just getting a little too deep. But yeah, you could also make a case for Eifert, obviously, because of injuries and everything yep. like that. But I think another guy that is um, along those lines is going to be Ebron for Detroit. Yeah, I think that's a good one. He's another tight end. He's I think it's his fifth year, maybe something like yep. that. Um, but obviously, their wide receivers have kind of been up and down lately. Uh, he's got all the talent, all the all the physical talent, I should say, and it seems like he was starting to put it together in the last few years. His numbers keep increasing. Yep. Uh, I think also this might be a contract year, if I'm not mistaken. I believe they picked up his option, but for this, yeah, and he needs to. And I would love something. to see stats on how well, like the percentage they jump up yep. in production when it was their when it's yep. their uh, contract year, because I feel like it happens all the time.
0: And we didn't put any quarterbacks on this list, but. Obviously, we've talked about all the time. There's there's plenty of guys that could break out. Mariota, Carr, Winston.
1: Yeah. We, those guys are tough though because they're, they're already, already there. Yeah, they're just, kind I think of already I there. think they
0: can break into the elite category. One of those guys can. It's just they're already very good. So yeah. it's it's hard at quarterback because we'd be have to one. we'd have to say Carson Wentz or something if we exactly of us, or
1: we're, Mike Glennon. But <laughs> we're, we're not we're not
0: we don't believe that. So. Yeah. But, all right, that's going to be it for the Breakout Players show. We'll be back with some more episodes for you here coming up. We're going to have a little couple couple of the five-minute shows, Moncrief versus Crabtree. We had some good reaction for that. Jeff's going to try to defend Moncrief. We did a little bit here. We'll see what he brings into it because I think Crabtree's taking that one. So. It'll, be, it'll be a difficult one. Okay. To win. We will talk to you guys next time.